Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, uh, yes, uh, Long Cat Media presents Madame Magenta, Sonos Mystica, Chapter Fifteen. Welcome, fans, etc., etc. If you've listened to the podcast before, you'll know who I am and what we're doing. So, but it isn't necessary for me to go through it every time. Well, it depends whether people are listening in the correct order, as we've said. But then who who really... You can't help those people, dear. You can't help them! You may try. I'm, I'm putting my foot down about this. So who are we, who are we doing? Why am I introducing myself? Well... Uh, Should I just launch into it each time? Well, that seems a little bit... You know, Is little, it harsh? I think there's a happy Sometimes medium. I don't have very many social graces, do I, Bernard? Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not what going to... What are you saying? I'm not going to answer that question, dear. <laughs> I'm not going to answer that. Anyway, right. Okay, right, so we've had another listener letter. So honestly, be very careful when you ask people to write in with their problems. A problem shared is three minutes of my life I'll never get back. All right, okay, so this letter's from someone called Tudor. Tudor? Tudor? What a ridiculous name. Is that, is that really? The, that's not a pseudonym? No, well, maybe they've made it up, but they sent it to me and they said, regards Tudor. Good Lord. I mean, I've said I'll disguise the identities of anyone who writes in, but... So I'll call him Windsor instead. Ah, yes, that's very good. We can pretend this is from someone in the royal family. Oh, I that wonder who fun. it is. Yes. Bernard, pick pick one of the royal family so we can really focus in. No, um, probably, probably Anne or something. Anne? Nobody cares about Anne, Bernard. No, what about... What why, about pick, why don't you pick one what, of the bloody corgis, for God's sake? What about, what about Wills, then? William, does, do people care about William? Well, I don't know. It depends who you are. He's a bit sensible, isn't he? He is. Although, you know, there's rumours. Well, 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 there's we always rumours. We could go all the way to Philip then, couldn't we? Philip? <laughs> he's not very sensible. No, he's quite controversial. Yes, OK, let's do Philip. So, Philip Windsor. Right. Good Lord. Dear Magenta, oh, God, brace yourself. Do you think we are all projections of my cat Jazz's imagination? <laughs> So we can experience her fluffiness from the outside and shower her in praise and treats. If you didn't even meet her acquaintance, but st- yet, but still exist just an extension. What the hell is this? It just as like an Philip, extension of the reality she created. What even are thoughts? <sighs> Notice how lately you can only remember one memory at once, and it always seems to tie in perfectly with whatever you thought you thought of yourself. What the. The hell does that mean? I don't know. Let's see if there's any more that we can figure out. Which generates a sort of synthetic illusion of a self with past. Oh, God. This is Philip, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Philip, for all his f- faults, and he has many, 
he's blunt, isn't he? Well, he would tell it like it is. Well, actually. he says. Well, I don't know if he, he tells it like it is, but he tells it like he believes well, it is. Well, that's what I meant. Actually, yeah. this guy is telling it like he believes it is, isn't he? Mm. So he says, "What even are words? They seem to only tie in to make sense as long as you experience them." Well. I'll tell you what, these words don't make much sense as they and I'm experiencing them right now. And then disappear into nothingness again. Where do they go? You don't remember what you were reading three sentences ago, just blah 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 blah. It does go crying on, out loud. It? It's like being cornered at a party by some grubby philosophy student. All right. It's not for me to judge. We all have problems, and no matter how bloody stupid some of them are, they might be very important to that person. That person who's lost all perspective. So let's ask the universe what Philip Windsor can do about their situation. What do you think the question is, though, Bernard? Well, it's so broad, isn't it? It's just, it's just nonsense. I, well, it's gobbledygook. Well, essentially, it sounds as if he's asking, "Is my brain functioning properly?" Yeah, I think, yes. Unfortunately, it does. I, I can't. Really I think. Well, I think there's a couple of parts to this. Are we all the projection of a cat? Oh yes, that's part one. But then he goes off to just ask what are words, and we, let's ignore it that It sounds bit. like he's experiencing early signs of Alzheimer's or something. Oh, I don't know, first year philosophy more That's like. That's true, yes. All right, so we're, we're doing bibliomancy again. I'm just picking them up. All right, so we've got Maggie Smith's biography, which is our staple, because she's always right. We have The Secret Diary of Laura Palmer, twin, uh, the sensational spark that ignited Twin Peaks. And we've got The Four-Hour Body, Timothy Ferris. An Uncommon Guide to Rapid Fat Loss, Incredible Sex and Becoming Superhuman. Should we start with that one? All right, yes. All right, give us a number, Bernard. Um, a hundred. One hundred. All right. And then give me another number. Uh, uh, this is in the chapter Damage Control, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, give us a number. Six. Six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Right, so it's a fragment. It's always a fragment. Dragon and a Dutch coffee shop, then as if on. A Dutch coffee shop? Now that sounds very <laughs> yes. I think he's hit Chasing the nail. The dragon. He's hit the nail on the head there, hasn't Chasing he? Chasing the dragon and having a spliffy tooky wokey at the coffee shop. Yes, well, I think that's open, no, that's open and shut. It all, open it? and shut. That was that's easy, wasn't incredible. it? How perfect. Shall we just see what the others say, just out of interest? Well, all right, so let's see. A hundred and line six, wasn't it? Yes. So what does pay- Laura Palmer have to say? Laura Palmer says one hundred. Egg on. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, it's a fragment. See your skin and all, he smiled. I never saw so. <laughs> See your skin and all. See your skin. So he's naked. He's naked. He's raving so naked, he's, he's been in chasing the, the dragon. He's been in the Dutch coffee shop and he's run out naked. Yes, well, this is all Let's making sense so if far. if Maggie will complete the stories. Oh, well, she's never let us down before. One, two, three, four, five, six... Benefits to her acting, but neither she nor Robert yet knew how very difficult it would be to sustain such an exhilarating partnership. I do more than one line with Maggie. I think she deserves it. She does. Yes. Oh, well, difficult to sustain such an exhilarating partnership between this man and whatever he's on. Yes. It is and, difficult and to his sustain. Cat. Yes. And the cat, I th- I'm not sure you have a cat, mate. I think you've made it up. Yes. I don't think a cat would hang around unless he's waiting for a giant dead meaty chunk. You know, you know how uh, people often get eaten by their cats if they collapse. Oh, good Lord, yes, that's right. They don't necessarily wait for you to die either because you're still nice and hot. Goodness. If you've just passed out. Well, this is a very cautionary tale, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's a bit grim. It is rather dark. But let's hope, let's hope he takes this message yes. on board. So, Philip Windsor... 
Duke of Edinburgh, please bear this in mind. Don't don't relax around the corgis, because they'll have you. All right. Shall we do the audiobook? Let's get on with the book. Okay. It's really very exciting. Yes. So, chapter 12? I don't know. Right. I've settled into a booth in the hotel's rather swish bar. It's kitted out in a sort of art deco posh people section of the Titanic style, ruined only slightly by the identikit boring businessman having murmured conversations everywhere. I'm sitting on a dark purple bonquette. The table is made of glass and chrome, which allows me to admire my grotesque new look. What it doesn't reflect, of course, is Derek, who has stationed himself opposite to me. A waitress is going to come and take your order in a moment, Derek says urgently. You are going to order a drink. You are also going to make her think you're the most handsome man in the room. Are we going to steal her glasses and poke her in the eyes then, I say, studying the cocktail menu. About twenty frickin' five quid each. But a pitcher of margarita is forty-five, so that seems the most economical. No, Derek declares, eyes flashing. You're going to glamour her. I wish he'd just supply all the information straight up instead of making dramatic statements and waiting for me to flutter, Oh, whatever do you mean? I don't think she needs my help, Derek, I say out of the corner of my mouth as an attractive young waitress heads over to my booth. She seems pretty glamorous as it is. Derek spots her too. Shit! He turns back to me quickly. Glamour is when you fool people into seeing things that aren't there, so all you have to do is mentally will her to think you're an attractive man. Does that, has that ever worked for you, Bernard? <laughs> well, I, I, Patently I, not! <laughs> well, uh, anyway, oh. back to this. I wait expectantly for more info on what mental willing entails. Derek smiles encouragingly back at me. What? That's it? What kind of guidance is that? I stare at him mutely as the waitress descends, but no, nothing more is forthcoming. Good evening. Should I I do a Swiss accent here, shouldn't I? God, I'm not entirely sure I know what a Swiss accent sounds like. It's it's French and German, isn't it? Yes, and sort of a combination. Yes, a sort of Alpy kind of sound. Alpy? Yes, well, Well, from the Alps, you see. Well, so sort of if you've got um, uh, you up very high, so you've got less oxygen, so you're a little bit short of breath. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, altitude sickness. That's it. So it's sort of French German with a bit of altitude sickness. That, that's right. Yes. All right. How does that sound? <laughs> I'm not sure. That just sounds like you, <laughs> I'm not very good at accents. I'm sure it'll be lovely, whatever you do. All right. Okay. Let's have a go then. Um. Right. Where was I? Yeah. Good evening, sir. Madame. What do you think? That's that's very good. Keep Thank going. You. The waitress corrects herself as she takes me in. Oh, yes, she went, sir, madame. Uh, she's very professional. She barely bats an eye at my besuited, belipsticked appearance. Can you take your order, madame? She continues smoothly. Go on, will her to fancy you, Derek hisses. A pitcher of margarita, please, I say, blankly. Will anyone be joining you tonight? Shall I bring more than one glass? She asks. Very Swiss. Is that very Swiss? Uh, Did it sound Swiss enough to you? Absolutely uncanny. Right. Right, I think. Here we go then. And while I speak, in my head I go, Ooh, I'm a gorgeous manly man. Glamour, 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 glamour for... No, it's just me tonight, I say out loud, and in my head I go, Yum, yum, beefcake, I'm so tasty, grrr, Lynx Africa. 
can I get you any snacks at all? She replies, not a flicker behind the coolly professional facade. And in my head I go, woof woof, tungsten musk, Teflon hammer drill. I paint the words across my mind in 50 foot letters. That's that's the inside of a chap's mind, isn't it, Bernard? Oh, constantly, yes, yes. I'm just thinking about what power tools I'd like to play with next. We have an assortment of birth snacks, she continues, unaffected. I'll have a bowl of wasabi peas, please, I say, and in my head I'm going, titanium gristle, fire hydrant, pork sausage, cumberbatch, Darcy. Do you have a room here, or would you like me to set up a tab? I sag slightly. The mind-shouting is just not working. I'm not feeling any mystical juju happening, and she's not reacting to me any differently. I desperately search my brain for ideas. A little visualization, perhaps. And then something flickers within me. I believe it might be the weak fluttering of my instinct, or intuition. Hopefully not the same intuition that once told me to marry Derek. So, visualization. I picture myself as a speed-era Keanu Reeves coming out of the bathroom of my hotel room, wrapped in a towel. He opens his suitcase and chooses carefully from an array of fresh underpants. Keanu settles on a pair of white boxes and drops his towel to put them on. The muscles of his arms flex as he slides them over his olive thighs. (laughs) You keep keep it together, my dear. I, I think the listeners might need a moment yes, there. Yes, yes. We'll, we'll allow them a moment and then we can continue. continue. All right. Okay. The image is rich and detailed. Well, you know, it's an old familiar fantasy. I've frequently pulled out of the back drawer, if you know what I mean. I concentrate fiercely and place myself simultaneously in front of and behind Keanu's eyes. Suddenly, the image feels as if it expands beyond the limits of my head, attaining an unnatural vibrancy and force. Ah, this is more like it! Yes, a tab would be lovely. I'm in room 46, I say, showing her my keycard, as Keanu pulsates with energy, swelling and growing until his pant-clad essence encompasses us both in a swirling embrace. His presence drifts like hot mist into my core and out through my paws. Thank you, sir, the waitress replies, cool, calm, poker-faced. She glances briefly at the keycard, Having ascertained that it belongs to the hotel, she moves off briskly, her heels clip-clopping on the marble floor. Oh! Keanu dissipates like a cosy fart, and I slump back into my chair. Well, that obviously didn't work. Shit! Derek exclaims. He glares at me. Were you mentally reaching out to her? I look at him. Didn't you see what I was doing? All I saw was you looking deeply constipated, Derek snipes, and Keanu Reeves sauntering around in a towel. But were you reaching out to her? You didn't tell me to reach out for her. You told me to make her believe I was a sexy bloke. It's the same thing, he shouts. No, it's bloody not, I shout, and several business suits at a nearby table turn to look at me. Whoopsie. I smile tightly and fiddle with my ear, pretending to speak into a Bluetooth. Sell at 40, I improvise. Damn it, Carter, I said 40. The suits return to their conversations. Well, it didn't bloody work, whatever you were doing, Derek continues. You'll have to try again. You need to give me clearer instructions. I don't know how to mentally reach for someone, Derek. I've never done it before. 
Harry wasn't playing Quidditch on his first day at Hogwarts, you know. Derek stares at me blankly, the reference clearly lost on him. I'm not surprised. He was always more into meathead sport and beer activities than the printed word. More fool him. He wouldn't have splattered on the ground if he'd asked for book tokens. I spot the waitress heading back towards me. Lost for an alternative, I summon up the Keanu image again, and it instantly swells to fill the space. She comes to stop at my table, and I stare hopelessly at her forehead, as if that might give me a clue as to how to get inside. Ode Keanu swirls around us both. I'm sorry, sir. I think you might have given me the wrong room number, she says calmly. Hmm, I say, as I make Keanu's spectral essence rub himself down with phantom baby oil. I look into her eyes expectantly. Nope, nothing but blank professionalism. There is only one occupant in room 46, she's saying while Keanu does naked star jumps. And that is a woman called Magenta. I begin to sigh, but stop mid-exhalation as her words sink in. She appears to have changed her mind about my gender. I can see Derek's eyes widen in my peripheral vision as he tries to make sense of it all. Um, I quaver, a woman named Magenta, you say? Well, that can't be me, can it? Ha <laughs> ha! I slap my forehead for effect. Oh, yes, silly me. I just remembered I'm not staying at this hotel. After all, I'll pay for the drink with my credit card. I root through my giant pink handbag for a card, but she stops me with a discreet gesture. I won't need your credit card, sir, she says, and suddenly her smooth, patrician face breaks into a smile of complicity. We'll take care of the bill, Mr. Reeves. Thank you, I murmur weakly. Do you see what happened there, Bernard? That's extraordinary. She thought you were Keanu. Yes. So you weren't confused, were you? No, no, I understood exactly what was going on. Because I feel confused. Well, I mean, I... But, but it made sense to you. Oh, it makes sense to All me. Right. The waitress gives me a sly, confidential wink and then runs her tongue suggestively over her lower lip. Derek hisses with triumph beside me. The waitress slinks off, her face slipping back into studied professional indifference as she faces the rest of the room. It worked. So it seems I can disguise myself as someone else purely with the power of my mind. I don't even have to imitate their voice, their mannerisms. I don't even have to be particularly articulate. I just have to think. Marvellous. So why the shit did I have to dye my hair? And that's the end of that chapter. It's all kicking off, isn't it? It is. I'm getting very powerful. You are. You're becoming frighteningly powerful. Frighteningly. And that seems like a good moment to mention that this podcast is doing a bit better than it was before. Yes, it was. Yes. Yes, it is. I haven't got any numbers, but more of you are listening, so hello. I'm not very good with people. Well, you've said hello. Yes, that's enough, isn't it? I think that's what you're supposed to do. All right. Now, I'm going to ask you to to continue to write in with your problems so I can solve them. But I am going to ask you to keep it brief, all right? I know people's problems are fascinating to themselves, but to everyone else, we don't care that much. We care just enough to see if the magic works. Obviously, that's the interesting bit, isn't it? Yes. Not your problems. So keep it brief, but please do write in. I do so want to help you and fill up the time. 
as well. So keep writing. What's what's the email address, Bernard? Oh, anyway, so it's uh, Madame with an E, Madame Magenta UK at gmail.com. Yes. Oh, and I also have a Twitter. I don't do much on it. The occasional picture. And yes. I push this podcast a lot, don't I? Yes. So that's at Madame Magenta UK, isn't it? Yes, there's another Madame Magenta out there. Oh, yes, someone got there first, didn't they? Yes, and she looks like another psychic medium. Oh, dear. I should have known she was out there because of the psychic medium thing. That's true, you must have been having an off day. Yes, yes. Although maybe it's because her powers are so much weaker than my own, I couldn't sense her out there. They didn't even register. No, No. and that's her fault, not mine. Yes. All right. Don't go after her. I know what Twitter can be like. Everyone converges on someone just because someone with a lot of power sends their fans after someone. So don't go after the other Madame Magenta, all right? Unless you want to. I mean, I'm not going to stop you. No, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Be nice. Be nice! It's so much easier, isn't it, Bernard, than being... Yes, I mean, having anger inside you all the time is exhausting, isn't I it? No, I feel so sorry for these people who are just so awful. Such awful people. Just The world is full of terrible individuals. They make me sick. And I just think, why can't you be nice? Be nice to each other. There we go. All right. Listen to the next one, then. Bye. Madame Magenta was created and performed by Lindsay Sharman, with Lawrence Owen as Bernard. Music and sound design by Lawrence Owen. Artwork was by Claire Lafarge. You can follow Madame Magenta on Twitter at Madame Magenta UK. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can support it by going to coffee.com forward slash longcatmedia. That's ko-fi.com forward slash longcatmedia. For more information about this podcast, as well as our flagship drama series, Mockery Manor, please visit longcatmedia.com. The Fable and Folly Network where fiction producers flourish. This is routine update log number six for Dr. Edison Tucker concerning my research into the town of Jerusalem, Oregon, and the existence of the supernatural, paranormal, mythological, etc., etc., blah, blah, blah. Anyway, since arriving, I've definitely encountered some stuff that could be classified under weird ass. I mean, Where else does putting lamb's blood on people's doorways actually work as pest control? And nobody in town will talk to me about the picnic area near Lincoln's farm. Although, could be because everybody thinks I'm one of those monster hunting idiots. Which I'm not, okay? I am an experienced professional who takes my work extremely seriously, and I am going to prove this if it's the last thing I ever- Although, to be honest, I think the biggest mystery on my hands is how I'm going to survive living with Lucille Kensington, stuck-up extraordinaire. So, if you guys don't hear from me again, it wasn't something in the woods that got me. Probably. Where the Stars Fell. Available now wherever podcasts are found.